just like you, Jesus. I want to pray like you. want to love like you. I want to look like you, just like you, Jesus. Welcome to Magnified Word Broadcast with Bishop Chris Quinston Addo, a son of the prophet, Darkie Wood Mills. Teaching the nations with signs, wonders, and prophetic manifestations, He's currently the senior pastor of the Captain of Salvation Cathedral, Kaswa Nyinyano Kokraba. Now on today's message. I'm talking about um, what I started last week. May can be for church. But today I want to talk about the key to evangelism. I want everybody in this church to become a leader of a sort of some people. Because, believe me you, God wants every one of us to, when we get to heaven, look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, are you getting ready for heaven? Because you are tuned and say, oh, you're ready, so we call heaven and I. You know, sometimes you can be a Christian and you easily forget that there's a place we are all going. What do you think about that? You can easily think that, oh, marriage, like this beautiful couple, is it thing that Charlie um, getting more money, which are all good, but ultimately we cannot die. As I'm here, you can hear Bishop Chris is dead this evening. And what will you do? What do you do? You cry. You too, you can die tomorrow. Even if you go to the machina, there are more handsome and beautiful people than us who are there. Is it so? We should have heaven in mind. But when we get to heaven. What are we going to hear from God? What you are going to hear from God depends on what you did for God. And you know, one of the things that God expects all of us to do when we, so that when we get to heaven, we'll hear a good testimony or good report is the fact that we are involved with church. You cannot be a pastor. Maybe you are not called to be a pastor. But at least you are called to be somebody who can take care of few people to bring them to church. So in this particular service, I want every one of us to have this mind that I can bring some people to church every Sunday. Can we all say it together? I can bring some people to church every Sunday. Lift up your right hand and say, I will bring people to church every Sunday. From next week, I'll bring some people to church. And God will bless me. Can I have a better amen? So... Last week I showed you a video of a very great man of God, you see, and in El Salvador, who has led God's church to build a big church. And we're sorry, those of us who came, the church was for nine years, there were just 3,000. And then they started doing what is called cells, and as a basentes, where OBFA became like a church, home church. And you know, as people started getting involved, now the church moved from 3,000 to what figure? 18,000. And then it started multiplying to the field, the stadium, and then second stadium, and then third stadium, and then five stadiums. And they only have five stadiums in the country. So today I want to show you another video of what Guinness Books of Record has as the largest church ever then recorded in the world. And that is Yoido Full Gospel Church in Korea. How many will go to Korea one day? Unko Togo Nabeko Korea. Unyo Tunche Bizan Unko Togo Nabeko Korea. 
<laughs> but this church, everybody will be traveling in the name of Jesus. Traveling opens your eyes. You see things. Bishop Doug says that anybody who doesn't travel, with all due respect, if you're Chinese, those who don't travel, their eyes are like our brothers in China. I'm not insulting you. So as you travel, then your eye begins to open. As you travel, your eye opens. As you know how to live your life. You know how to relate to people. You will not come to church and drop sachet water if you have traveled before. You will not come to church and then between gum and then stick it on the chair if you have traveled before. So, traveling is part of this church. Say amen. So for nine minutes... We just want to watch this video and then I'll bring to you a simple message that I want us to listen. My time is really short for what I want to preach, but I'm not happy. Yeah, I keep begging the UFS. Pastors of UFS, please forgive me, I'll cross a little bit. (laughs) All right, so let's watch this clip. Two scriptures, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 28. Proverbs 14, 28. Is Jesus the King of Kings? So Bible says in Proverbs fourteen twenty eight, who is there? You should come with your Bible. Okay. Uh huh. Aaron, have you opened? Please. What does it say? In the multitude of people is king's honor, but the want of people is the destruction of the prince. Wow. In the multitude of the people is the king's honor. In the multitude of the people is the king's honor. Jesus is the king. So anytime Jesus sees multitudes that have gathered in his name, then he is honored. Your cast will be an honor. Not just say, oh, you know, you're born a basso. 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 You're born a even politicians when people start giving them funds then they want to do more they start saying things like they'll do one district one factory one this thing one that thing one this thing so I can imagine what Jesus is also saying as people gather and then it's like look everybody will have a car everybody will have this and it's, but Jesus you can trust that when he says something he will do it I didn't hear your amen so may the Lord bless you with what your heart desires. Those who are saying amen may practically come to you. In Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19, a very interesting scripture. You know, those who are controlling the screen, watch it. Jeremiah 30, 19. But everybody should have your Bible. Jeremiah chapter 30. Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 19. Yes, Reverend. Mm. And I will multiply them. And I will, this is God speaking. And I will multiply them. God will multiply us. Lift up your hand and say, We receive it. Or say, And I will multiply them. And they shall not be few. And they shall not be few. 
to the multiplying of what we saw. It is God. It's not Pastor Yonggi Cho. That's why when he died and left, somebody else took over. Sometimes people think that the church is about the man of God. Oh. Hey, Bishop Cripps, I saw Jifans. Many percent of Jifans. Many percent of Jifans. I can die tomorrow. Many percent of Jifans. Bishop Dag, Bishop Jifans. Bishop Dag, now he's not even the one pastor in the church. They are pastors that he has raised up. It has not, nothing to do with a man. So God said, I will multiply them. I will multiply the church. And the church will not be few. Is that the only thing he will do? I will also glorify them. The word glorify means what? Make you beautiful. Make your life beautiful. When God begins to make the church bigger, then he makes the church beautiful. Listen, if you don't join me in this thing that I'm preaching to you, some of you, you don't know me yet. And you have not seen anything yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know me yet, and you have not seen anything yet. We are now going to see power that we have not seen before. But those who are coming along realize that the same power will be what you are also working in. Because God gives you power, God gives you glory. Your life moves on. You don't seem to be struggling. Things get better. Most of us, we have been struggling because you have put God's work aside and you are just thinking about yourself. Oh, yourself, fish. A fish that has taken selfie. Selfish. Selfish. You refuse to think about others. Oh, you're selfish. You're selfish. But from today, we will no longer be selfish. I didn't hear your amen. I said we will no longer be selfish. Those who are here, you have decided not to say amen. I said we will no longer be selfish. When you look at Pastor Yonggi Cho's church, there are older people who bring people to church. Yeah. Last year, last year, I preached a message, but I realized it didn't go well. So it's almost like, oh, we the older people, we don't bring people to church. It's only the young people who must bring people to church. That's why we are doing some slight changes for it to be clear. There's nothing like your old people. We are all young. If you know my age, you know that I am, I am also like your age. But I don't behave like, oh, who told you? I am not old at all. I can scratch, I can split 180, I can jump, I can dance. I don't behave old at all. Actually, in my mind, I am young. Now in my 20s. Just that I have some small, small gray. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, stop that rock there. You are not, you are young. And until you are 70 years, you are young. Until you are 80 years, you are young. Until you are 90 years, you are even young. In the Lord, you are young. God wants you to bring people to church. 
So he said that, and I'll glorify them also, and they shall not be small. Now I want you to listen to this testimony. And I'm reading from one of Pastor Yongicho's books. And the reason why God has led me to read and show you this thing is, for some of you, it will be a picture in your spirit. God will now begin to speak to you. Because me, I watched some videos that Prophet Dag showed us many years ago. And it did something to me. And it's guided me over the years that I've moved on into mission. Am I talking to God's people? Sometimes God needs to give you a picture in your spirit to show you what he wants to do with you. For some of you, you need to travel to even go and see something practically for God to show you what he has made you to become and to do. Why do you know for so? I'm just around, I'm just, I just go to church, but I'm not a pastor. Please let's put this title pastor aside for now. I'm talking about Christoni. Uyo Christoni. Wasedian is a sudden crofubi bar. Sorry. Yenina ya sadie. Eya sadie. Nini amba mini abema. Eya sadie. Menyu humfim. Menyu humfim. Sesia mikase. Ufa. Nyankwa insua. Eko kasua. Anka mai. Nipe pii. Nifo huma Christoni. Tino unkwa sorry. Wanankwa hum. They are restless. They don't know. What to do? Actually, they don't know there's something called Jesus. Some of them have heard Jesus, but they don't even have any encounter with him. But we know we are privileged to have such a blessing and we don't want to introduce others to And one of the ways to do that is not by crusades, because crusades, many times can we do crusades? But it is true what is called church in your house. And I said, what Yongicho calls a cell. And I said, what we also call basenta. can use you to make an impact. The next house, can use us to make an impact. And I'm going to read testimonies on that because through that, the church grew from five people to thousands. Eight hundred thousand. What you saw was just one of the services. Mimako Koreada, so. Was that this service 6 a.m. at Watosusa has seven services. One day, Uncle Mike. Twasusa. And what I wanted you to see, we couldn't show it properly. You see crowds coming out. And then you see crowds <laughs> entering in. When the first service is over, they open all the doors on the sides. And people must go out through the doors. And then there's a bigger door at the rear to say, then we have. And they are going plenty to say, entering into the church building. As you see also many going out. Souls that are saved. People who have problems that they come and to church and then they hear the gospel that changes their life. And how do they come? They come because somebody brought them from their area to church. To church. How? You use your money to take somebody in a taxi and bring the person to church. You use your money to take a bus and bring people to church. 
and see whether God will not prosper your business. See, you see, we have not tried it. But I am now as a bishop leading us. That's why we have got it. So I'm leading us to try it. To try it. Whether we will not come and start giving testimony. Say, since, since I brought a bus full of people, I have, re- I have won a contract of three billion Ghana cities. It's, wow. You have not tried God. That's why I want to read this testimony. And I want you to listen. I'm reading. The human body needs to renew and replenish itself constantly or it will die. That requirement is just as true for the church, which is the body of Christ. Therefore, one of the needs of a dynamic and growing church is evangelism. If a church is not involved in serious evangelism, it will either remain stagnant or it will begin to die. But more than that, it is the command of our Lord Jesus Christ to evangelize, to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. Can I have an amen? amen. A better amen. amen. Your loudest amen. amen. Your Holy Ghostic amen. amen. When Jesus told his disciples that they would be his witnesses after the Holy Spirit came upon them, he said they would first be witnesses right here in their own hometown, which is Jerusalem. It was only after they evangelized Jerusalem that they spread out into Judea and Samaria and finally to the ends of the earth. Each of our churches needs to be involved in evangelism like that. We need evangelism that begins right in our neighborhoods, in our cities, and in our villages, wherever the Lord has planted us. That is the kind of evangelism we practice at Full Gospel Central Church in Seoul, Korea. And that's the reason for the tremendous growth we have experienced. But our church does not follow the familiar pattern of door-to-door evangelism. In many respects... That is a confrontational type of evangelism. It invites resistance. It's an interesting point. It's the same kind of resistance that a Christian puts up when a member of, let's say, the Jehovah's Witness or the Mormons calls on him. It's true that many people are saved through door-to-door Christian witnessing. And the Holy Spirit will sometimes motivate Christians to undertake that kind of evangelism in areas where he has already prepared the hearts of the unbelievers. But, in general, door-to-door evangelism becomes frustrating for the Christian witness because he sees such a low rate of productivity. Our church, however, carries out evangelism. Please listen to what I'm reading. Because by the time I'm done, you realize that it is possible. Our church, however, carries out evangelism primarily through the home cell group system. Each cell group becomes a nucleus of revival in its neighborhood because the cell group is where real life is to be found in that neighborhood. When a home cell meeting is full of life and when people are happy and sharing their faith, And witnessing to what the Lord has done in their lives, other people are drawn to them. Can I have an amen? A better amen. Amen. Unbelievers become curious. They want to know why 
this little group of Christians are so joyful when all around them, so they are so, when there are so many troubles also around them. Now even though such groups become magnets in their neighborhoods, our members still have to work at evangelizing. Unbelievers infrequently come beating on the doors to find out what is happening in these Christians' homes. Our members have to go out looking for prospective converts. But we have other ways of helping them to become caring evangelists. One way is through what we call holy eavesdropping. You can't eavesdropping. Eavesdropping, and say, to say, be a Eavesdropping. Eavesdropping. And say, Papa say, Yen type of evangelism here, you know, and your friend, holy eavesdropping. The better as you because it's something we must learn from today and do it. Tienye. Or see, how is that done? Our members, cell leaders, instruct their members of their group to be on the lookout. For anyone who is having troubles, many of us overhear conversations every day in which someone is speaking about their problems in their lives. Whenever we overhear such conversations, we should immediately ask the Holy Spirit, is there some way I can witness to this person? Is there some way I can introduce the person to Jesus who can really solve his problems? In one case, that was related to me. In one case, that was related to me. A woman from a congregation witnessed to a woman she had met at the neighborhood supermarket. She had overheard the woman, an unbeliever, telling a friend about problems with her marriage. She was on the verge of divorce. And so it turned out that our member had some very similar problems. But the Lord Jesus had saved her marriage through prayer and through the ministry of the church house or house in the church. Outside the market, our member caught up with the other woman and said, I couldn't help overhearing you discussing your problem with your friend. I had a very similar problem. Would you like to come over for tea? Well, I tell you how I overcame that problem and saved my marriage. To her surprise, the woman accepted on the spot. During the time of sharing, our member told how she and her husband had been at the point of almost agreeing to a divorce when they met the Lord and their lives were turned around. She did not immediately urge the woman to accept Christ as her savior, but she did relate how much the home cell group meetings meant and invited the woman to the next one. She assured her that there were a lot of understanding neighborhood women in the group who would be able to identify with this woman's problems. When she attended the cell meeting for the very first time, the woman was immediately impressed. Although she did have a little difficulty with the enthusiastic singing, the hand clapping and so on, she saw that the women were all much like she was. Yet, there was a serenity about them that she longed to have. She did not give her heart to Jesus that first meeting, but she was drawn back. 
Then a few meetings later, she surrendered her life to the Lord and she soon joined the church. Is it okay to clap for Jesus? Not long afterward, her husband began to come to church too. Eventually, he met the Lord and the marriage was saved. Is it okay to clap for Jesus? This story or this testimony illustrates the fact that Woman to woman evangelism is very important in our church. We have more women than men in Yoido, which is characteristic of most Christian churches. But that is not the reason we stress woman to woman evangelism. Even if I ask now, you see that there are more women than men in the church. We have found that when a woman becomes a Christian and is drawn into the fellowship of the church, her children will soon follow. This is almost a natural law. Where the women go for spiritual nourishment, they will always take their children. I realize that men are to be the spiritual leaders of their households, but men are not usually the first among the unbelievers to become interested in spiritual things. More often than not, the wife is the first one to be open to evangelism, and she's usually the first to commit her life to Jesus Christ. Frequently, the husband is the last to come. He sees his wife and children going to church and he sees they are getting something out of it. So people must see that as you come to church, your life is changing, including your husband. Usually, he will go with them eventually, if only to find out what it's all about. If he then also can be drawn into a home cell or house church meeting, we have found in our church that he will soon become caught up in the enthusiasm just as much as the rest of the family. Today, one of the greatest needs in the church is to evangelize our cities. It is not true that churches have to die in the central cities. I realize that materialism keeps many people away from the church and prevents them from opening their hearts and minds to the gospel. But our church is very successful in evangelism in the center of one of the world's largest cities. So has more than the 8 million inhabitants. Yet in the past seven years, in the past seven years, we have gained 140,000 members and we have also won thousands of others to the Lord and sent them to other churches. Our membership now, that is at the time the book was being written, was 15 times larger than it was in 1973 when we moved to Yoido Island. We have the same problems in trying to evangelize so that any urban church has, even including Kaswa. There are many high-rise apartment buildings. Listen to this one also. It becomes difficult to meet new people in such circumstances. You can't say high-rise and not just Abansuro. So they had a lot of Abansuro. Or see, now it becomes difficult to meet new people in such circumstances. Christians just cannot go knocking on doors in an apartment building. And besides, that is not our style of evangelism. So what do you do? However, one of our home cell leaders came up with a method. Every Saturday, she began to spend a few hours riding up and down in the elevator of her apartment up and down in the building. On many of those elevator rides, she found opportunities to help people. 
One mother needed someone to carry her baby. An older woman needed help in carrying her groceries to the apartment. Always our cell leader was right there to offer help. That is why I have a problem with people who don't relate. When you get to heaven. This evening, don't miss it too. Because today is our last day for the prayers. Those who have not been coming. This evening, I'm talking about angels. And I'm talking about heaven. Last week, it was something else. You'll be shocked that when you get to heaven, God will push you away. Push him away. Push her away. God, but I was a believer. What type of believer were you? A believer who was not talking to anybody. A believer who would not relate with anybody. Especially ma. Especially ma. Me life ka kra me hu asasis. Me hu say ma mu ye so mu e pa. I have, I have pastored many churches and I've seen how brothers easily forgive but girls don't easily forgive. There are even sisters in the choir who don't talk but they are all singing. I'm telling you. They come and smile. They are lying. They are lying. This one, this one doesn't talk. But you see, brother will say, Charlie, I didn't like the way you talked. Charlie, and then said, the next time they're going to buy watch it together. But sisters are not like that. Sisters are not like that. So, you can be a sister and you don't talk with anybody in your neighborhood. How can you build a church with that behavior? And unfortunately, there are some brothers who are not learning from the sisters. Always our cell leader, this lady was right there to offer help. Reverend Gabby, little by little, this enterprising leader became friends with many of the people she helped in the elevator. All the while, she was secretly planting a home cell group meeting in her apartment building. While she was helping these people and making friends, please, are you listening to me? She was silently praying for them. Eventually, she obtained their telephone numbers. Mr. Geshon obtained their telephone numbers from them and she called them to invite them to a cell group meeting in her apartment. Shelly, in her apartment. Mike, in her apartment. Rita, in her apartment. Collect their phone numbers. Collect their phone Me, I don't call the people that I don't know phone numbers. We are some way. Oh, show We are some way. Me will be a meaning in the business, my friend. Jaya, Yanko Pong Chiam, and I'm also Nipa Hundred, Brother Christo, and I'm also and I'm also Alberta, and I'm also and I'm also Reverend Lord, and I'm also Bishop Chris, and I'm also Vero, and I'm also Uncle Mike, and I'm also Justina, and I'm also and I'm also. And I'm also Reverend Aka, and I'm also Mobi and Yinu Hufim, Bishop and Zizo Yu Hufim, and I'm Yasso. She and Cassa, me, Gandhi, me, perfect, we call a Bumi, and you pay Dean in Pekasa. Christ don't have to force to learn how to talk. I'm telling you, I'm a very quiet person. I grew up very quiet. Very, very quiet. But Christ don't, you know. 
The Bible teaches us to talk. How can you be quiet? And I'm forced to relate. I don't know how to relate, but I've learned how to relate. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you? So what's your name? Some people say, Bishop Chris is nice. You don't know my 15, 20 years ago. 25 years ago. 30 years ago. 35 years ago. I was not like that too. I said, you said, Bibi Hame. Yeah. There was nothing to laugh about. Somebody whose father had died at the age of 15, what should I smile about? There was nothing to smile about. Somebody who was brought up in poverty. What was that? I was struggling to get food to eat. What should I smile about? But in the struggling, when I met Christ and I joined the church and I started hearing it, I realized that no, all those things shouldn't limit me. In doing that, I rather see that I am blessed. Because when you, you do what God wants you to do, you see how God glorifies you. Or said, you, He will now glorify your life and you will not be small. So this woman, she was, all the while she was secretly planting a home cell group meeting in her apartment building. While she was helping these people and making friends, she was silently praying for them. Eventually, she obtained their telephone numbers from them and she called them to invite them to her cell group meeting in her apartment. She was so successful that today, if you go to any of the high-rise apartment buildings near our church on Saturday afternoon, that's why we must all have it on Saturday afternoon. On Saturday afternoon, you'll find out cell leaders in the elevators riding up and down, up and down, because it worked for people. Would you like me to help you carry your groceries? You can't groceries. I saw tomatoes, I milk, I to be a So, oh, hello, but you're me up well. Offer yourself because you know what you want. If we know, if it is not God and we know we want to get somebody to be our customer, you know what we do. If we want somebody to help, you know how to relate. But how come that we are not bringing it to church? If you like a girl, you know how you start smiling and then offering help and because you know saying, Kaka, I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer so that I can <laughs> If you like a guy, you know how you are just, oh, hello. You are too nice to this brother because you want the brother to say, I love you, baby. Would you like me to help you carry your groceries? Oh, please allow me to hold the door for you. Your, 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 your faucet is leaking. My husband is very good at fixing faucets. And so it goes. All the while seeds are being planted for home cell groups. Our people are so enthusiastic about this kind of evangelism. Yeah? That is, that is that even when they move away from so, as they move away from Kaswa, they don't want to leave our church and the cell system. Four years ago, one couple moved to Inchon. Inchon is another city, which is about 20 miles outside of Seoul. The wife was one of us. Are you read, are you enjoying what I'm reading? Yeah. <laughs> the wife was one of our cell leaders. When we talked, I said, well, I think you should join up with a good church in Inchon. There was, there was no church. So, so sometimes you are, you are in Kaswa, but you are going to stay at a far place. Don't say that, oh, now I want to join a, a Mozambique Disco Christo Church. Don't join any Mozambique. Just do the cell. Amen. That's what Pentecost has been doing. That's why Pentecost is everywhere. Pentecost does cell, so. 
Spread everywhere. One of the charismatic churches that is also doing well is Witness Chapel. Everywhere. Huge. That's what I'm teaching us. Because some of you, God is going to bless you. Now you find yourself somewhere in Yeshukrum. Far. You say, hey, I saw you say, wow. Start yourselves. Then on Sunday, we will all get together and come to sow for the temple church. She had already begun to dream of the successful home cell group she would have in Inchon. Well, it's up to you, I said, and I gave her my blessing. After that couple moved to Inchon, they did exactly as planned. Within a very short time, they had a thriving home cell group. And on Sunday mornings, they and their group will all come to church on a chartered Bass. Clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus well. That was four years ago. Today, today, Uncle Mike, that cell, that cell, can you imagine? Today, that cell has grown to 130 cells with 2,000 members. Father, those who are clapping, dash them some money. <laughs> yeah. Every Sunday, they all charter buses to come to the main church. One cell began to propagate and divide. Today, Inchon is a full-fledged district of our church with a licensed minister shepherding it. This is quite remarkable. Without any evangelistic campaign, without any revival meetings, without any fanfare, but with just the enthusiasm of a young Korean couple, we have 2,000 members in Incheon. In all that time, I did not go once to Incheon to preach as the pastor of the main church. The members all came to Seoul to hear me. These were 2,000 men, women, young people and children who met the Lord Jesus Christ through the zeal of that one couple. One couple. Nowadays, there are as many as 100 buses bringing members to our church every Sunday. Many visitors to Seoul look at that and say, Oh, Yongicho has a busing ministry. That must be the secret of his success. Look at how many buses he has. No, no, you don't know. It is not true. I do not charter a single bus. All of the home cell groups do this strictly on their own. To bring forth members and newcomers to church. I have absolutely nothing to do with it. But I admit, I am happy it is taking place. So some people will say, hey, Bishop Chris is bringing strategies. No. And I will always say no. What strategies? I don't have any. That's why I'm showing you what people have done before. If the church is growing, it's not by somebody who is standing Nothing. It's so that Jesus will be happy. When the multitude of the people is the king's honor. Let me tell you, there are some breakthroughs that will happen naturally, the more the people. Me as I'm preaching, God is using me. So when I finish, He'll reward me. As you're sitting down, God is expecting you to go and do it. When you do yours, He'll reward you. That's how it is. <laughs> this is evangelism. I'm about to close. This is church growth. By the end of 1980, we had 10,000 home cell groups. 
I, that's from 73 to 1980, when the real sales thing started. I firmly believe that when any church adapts the system of the sales, it is going to grow. If the church is already a large one, home cell groups are a real necessity for the members already in it. Otherwise, the pastor will have a nervous breakdown just trying to take care of the needs of his congregation, especially if he has more than 2,000 members. In fact, I've been asked how many members I feel I could pastor successfully without the cell system. I don't think I could take care of more than 500. As it is now, I have to relate only to a relatively small number of leaders. Those leaders have others under them who shepherd the cell leaders. And it is the cell leaders who perform the bulk of the ministry in our church. Most of you have not seen Bishop Doug before or has not had and one-on-one with him before. But he has sent people he has trained to come and then, you too, some of you may not even be able to talk to me because of time. But that's why we have regions. And you know, this church, we have divided the church into six regions. Three in this service, and then the young people to three. And that's what I introduced. We have Reverend Gabby, who is in charge of all this on my left region. And then we have Reverend Copson, who is in charge of all this on my right region. I'm talking about Kaswa East. And then we have Reverend Lot at the other side. He's in charge. Everybody must be in a region. And then let's let this thing work. Use your house to start teaching people, show them small things, and then bust them to church. And let's see what God would do. If you do it, say amen. amen. Clap for yourself. In closing, full gospel church is not simply in the building, the houses, offices, and sanctuary. Our church is out in the houses and apartment buildings in the offices and factories of soul and in suburbs. The ministry is taking place out there. Evangelism is taking place out there. The central church building, like here, is the worship center where people come on Sundays and at other times to celebrate and worship and to receive encouragement, education and edification in the spirit. Our church has become a living organism the cells, the cells are living cells. And they function much like the cells in the human body. In a living organism, the cells grow and divide. Where once there was one cell, there becomes two. Then there are four, then eight, then sixteen, and so forth. Cells are not simply added to the body. They are multiplied by geometric progression. This is exactly what is happening with our home cell groups. When a home cell group or what we call basenta reaches a membership of a number of families, then it divides. We are saying that just grow up to 15 people and then we will show you how to divide it. 15 can take a bus. So that's a bus enter. Basenta simply means people who are in a bus that are coming to church. After that, the two new cells, let me say it all this way, thank you. You don't have to say, hey, Next week, start small. Start next week the Nipa Bakwaba. The following week the Nipa Bakwaka can one eight two. But by the time I realize, you know, now you're able to bring a bus full. But start somewhere. Don't come naked alone. Don't. Oh, bus right now will be on camera. We are naked. 
I think that except should come on Facebook. Oba so I know be an kawa eden naked. One ke be assembly true. Mrs. Oba so I know be an kawa eden naked. So a lot of naked people are here. And what I'm saying is in the Bible, Revelation. Nakedness is not only when you remove your drawers or you move your. No. You can be naked as you are moving around. You are naked. And angels, ah! They see you naked. This is exactly what is happening with our home cells. When a home cell group reaches that number, they break. After that, the two cells inviting people until they keep increasing. I already mentioned that in the beginning of our cell, many people were reluctant to divide. Division had to be forced on them. That still happens occasionally, but most of the members of the full gospel church realize that the life of the group and of the church depends on constant cell. What he's saying here is that when it gets to a point, because like you feel great, but the idea is not to think about yourself. The idea is to break so that we can grow. And as the thing is increasing, you see one or two people who are more committed to the Lord. Such people, you have to tell them that also one of these days, you're also going to be a, a cell leader, another basenta leader. And as you do that, and they also start, realize that now they all have testimonies that they give of what God is doing. Clap for yourself once again. The clapping is not encouraging. In addition, look, listen to this. There are often tears when friends have to separate to attend different meetings, but it's not a life or death situation. All of the cell groups are limited to specific geographical areas. If friends are no longer able to see one another in the cell meeting, they still get together at other times during the week, as all friends do naturally. In addition, there are frequent district activities where a number of cell groups, this is very important, get together for a picnic or a big prayer meeting or some other event. So this is what we are going to be doing this year. That we say, okay, all of you in this area, you are having this program. All of you in this program, you are having, we are going to have fun. We are going to have all the things that we do. But now it is because everybody is bringing somebody to church. So we are like, when we come together, we are plenty. But it's exciting. Hey, it's only Satan who doesn't like what I'm preaching. It's only Satan. And Satan's agents. So I know you're both some agent. I was in the Ubogu, Ubogu's like, because you don't want the church to grow. And such people, one of these days, you're being sure peer. Be sure peer. Me, child, all you are. Me, I'm a catcher. Because we are bearful. Huh? With all due respect to one more papa, but I saw him. Sister B, no can one papa. I saw him. No ba. I saw him. I'm on you know, papa. We yin to. Yes. No, no, to tapi tapi. Konyano. Tapi tapi. And that's how. People come to church, they will not be blessed. And they do stage beer. We are tapping a double double. But you are tapping double in your hand. People will sit there. So you are limited as well to her. Yeah, sister. Until a man of God, the pastor couldn't see. Until a man of God visited the church and saw. Another church, there was an old lady who was like a bed. 
sitting on this on the roof and by her operations you should pray at night by her operations people couldn't come to church until the man of God who has been invited for a program was praying the Lord opened his eyes this one I'm talking about UD churches so I don't doubt Christ if there are some people in the church who stop the church from growing another church there were ashes who were standing at the back when they are working on people they just tell them where to sit not knowing that they have demarcated the church so from here people don't come And one of the ways to, to you see, don't, don't be offended by today's message. Though. One of the ways to suspect that you could be one of them is when there are, there are programs like online, you don't come. Yes, and I yet to have suspect because it's like, oh, dodgy, dodgy, baby, a power, no one, oh, dodgy, dodgy, it's not, it's not me preaching, oh, the answer, oh, can amen. It's not, you can't say, I'm not just so bra, oh, my, you can't say online, but it's not, you can be an agent, you are inside, but when you are not an agent, you see that you are bringing five people. All night you are coming. Pray, we are praying. We suspect that, oh, this guy is a Christian. You are not fake. But there are fake people in the church. Who don't want the church to grow? Actually, you have come to what Passover be do, Mija. I blind you in the name of Jesus. All such people. You have come to kill something in the church so that God's people are not blessed. Yeah. Now, in closing, in closing, many churches complain that as many people are lost from the congregation through the back door, Obinka back door, back door, a phrase, as it should be. Jamal for bad, sorry. Oh, it's hey, and how many you want to give your life to Christ? Seventeen. How many give twenty? But where are they? So it's like we find that they don't stay; they go through the back door. Say many churches complain that as many people are lost from the congregation through the back door as are one in revival meetings, and those churches are not growing. Well, there is practically no back door in our church. The reason is that each home cell group is like a family circle. Through these family circles, people feel a sense of belonging and they are kept in the church. So when somebody comes to church, the person has come to church because he belongs to a home cell. And you know, it's not possible so be baba sorry You you can't come to this church when you're coming from heaven. If you're from heaven, we can't see you. But if you're a human being like me, you're coming from somewhere. And so that area that you're coming from, that area has a cell. And that cell will take care of you. So you see that people come to church and they stay. That is one of the secrets that has brought our church this far. I'm just going. What is that? Your life will be limited. You don't relate. There's something called deep sea fishing. Relate to people. Hello. Sister, good morning. It's saying, your friend Eric. Your friend said, okay. Your mission, um, Mit one leg. So, Miss Mitty, 94. Oh, Saha. So, and I'm Michelle. Next time, I'm here. Fine. The next week, so, hey, next week, tell him they'll be by. Miss Mitty will be by. Wow. You never know. Something will happen to you, and then you need somebody to talk to. He talks to me, oh, I know somebody who can help you. 
a lot of people are going through problems because you don't relate. We be to intenka unka good morning. I see me beer. And I do any first time I'm a come. I see me beer. Because me that's not how I am. That's not how I've been trained in this church. Meteoro Prima, I relate with everybody around me. At least we must talk. When I was traveling recently, there was a young girl who came to sit by me. I said, hello. Where are you going? By the time we finished, we are chatted. I was going to Zimbabwe. I was going here. I went from Cape Town, from South Africa. We talk, 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 talk. Talk about church. Talk about, he said, let's lock down. For the past three years, I've never been going to church. Now I talked. By the time we were finished, she was so blessed. I could see she even wanted my contact. But I didn't give her my contact. But we're flowing. She was so blessed by sitting by a young man like me. And when I was coming, I was taking my man. We had to talk. From, from South Africa to here, I was sitting by another lady who was also coming. I cannot keep my mouth shut. Manuin. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how to say, hey, oh, oh, you are a blessing. You are a blessing. You are a blessing. You know, you can be quiet when you go out of church. That's secular world. But in church, who you Christonia? You are in a kingdom. You have to relate the way the kingdom relates. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, next week I'm bringing 10 people. Tell your neighbor, I'm bringing 15 people. A business and would have been asked question. Say, Oh, the Nipa Obacoba, Unya, hundred dollars. How many do you think people will bring? One, one, one member, one, one person, hundred dollars. I mean, like, when you get to the gates, you know, how many people? Twenty-four, two thousand four hundred. Every Sunday. I'm sure some of you, you go and carry people <laughs> with, with buses. Look, look, let me tell you, it is not physical money, but God will pay us. God will give it to us. If you believe it, say amen. It is, he will pay you. I'm not lying. He will pay you. Yeah. Now listen. I have to finish this. I'm almost done. Therefore, once a person comes into our church through the cell, we are not likely to lose him. Someone is always watching out for him, caring for him, helping him. One day, a man and his wife came into my office. I'm ending with this. They introduced themselves as new members of the church. Then, the husband laughed, shook his head, and said, <laughs> it is impossible to escape this church. So I asked, what do you mean? Then the husband began to tell me the story of how his son had become a hippie. Do you know a hippie? You don't know a hippie? You don't know any hippie? 27% of your life is gone. <laughs> Who knows a hippie? Oh, you don't know a hippie. Mike, do you know a hippie? What's a, what's a hippie? No, <laughs> Ah, but will you not say I do in the microphone? Stop it. Mike is coming from somewhere abroad. That's Shelley's beloved. Yeah? Okay, so say it. I'll say it. Somebody. Someone is getting things done over there. No. 
I'm shocked there. Shocked there means the, <laughs> the shock has made me fall down. <laughs> okay. Is that somebody who is that word? Somebody who an outing person. Yeah. A hippie. Somebody who is a radical outing person who is or you have some way or you're into perhaps into or you're stubborn or you're hippie chilling okay so now listen to the testimony and I'm closing with this the husband began to tell me the story of how his son had become a hippie we were very much worried about him he said but then a very nice lady from this church came to our house she was one of the neighbors in our area well she began to deal with my son she talked with him and prayed with him and after a while my son was completely changed somebody say amen now listen to the story we really appreciated what she had done she was so kind and nice then she invited us to come to her house for a visit saying we have a wonderful weekly meeting in our house it is a wonderful time of fellowship and we serve tea so one of the things that you need to do in this church in the house is when you meet try and do something like tea drink you just mix it so anybody who comes with some biscuits there's nothing expensive sobolo and bread granite and um um mashkenke something just to create way a fellowship you are not no fufu please <laughs> that's probably the message <laughs> you serve tea and cookies and talk about religion would you come please so out of appreciation we went so this man is telling the pastor why he said that these people are some way so out of appreciation we went I must admit that we really did enjoy ourselves too we listened to the singing and the testimonies were very exciting at the church in the house the message was good. And we even appreciated the concern of the people when they prayed for us and our son. But after the meeting was over, we didn't think too much more about it. We didn't think it was anything more than a nice evening with some of our neighbors. But then, the next week, this lady invited us again. So we thought it would be alright to go again because we did enjoy ourselves the first time. But we never considered committing ourselves to anything on a regular basis. Then on Saturday, she called us again and said, Tomorrow is Sunday. Won't you come with me to our mother church? We have a wonderful pastor. He always has a good message. Let's go. So the next day, she came in her car and honked the horn. So we went with her. I have to tell you, that's why God gave you a car. I have to tell you, in all honesty, that we were shocked when we arrived at the church. We had never seen such a place. It was overwhelming, so big, crowds. But what really shocked us even more was how noisy it was. We had never seen people praying out loud like that before and praising God and clapping their hands. After it was all over and we were home again, I said to my wife, well, that was a fine church, I guess, but it was too noisy. I think some of those people were hysterical. I don't think we should go there anymore. They didn't realize it at the time, but they had already been hooked by our cell system. 
the next week the cell leader went over and invited them again to come to the meeting after that she said i'll pick you up again the next sunday for church he didn't put pressure on them to give their life to christ we tried to make excuses the husband said but she very politely refused to accept them so week after week we found ourselves going to the cell meetings and coming to church with the leader yet all the while we felt trapped and uncomfortable we felt so harassed that we decided to sell the house and move. That's what I'm trying to get to. They called a real estate broker, sold their house, and left the neighborhood. All without the knowledge of the cell leader. <laughs> they took up residence in a distant part of the city. And the husband said to his wife, At last, we are free. Ah. Sister Ben Craney, we are free of that lady. So the next week, when the leader went to invite them to the cell meeting, she found an empty house. But she was not ready to give up on them. She went down to the town hall, found their new address, wrote it down, brought it to the pastoral department of the church. There, the clerks, so there must be people who are working on all this data. The clerks looked up the new address and turned it over to the cell leader for that area. I couldn't believe it. The husband told me, there we were on Friday evening enjoying our freedom, watching some movie. When there came a knock, I opened it and there was this lady who said, hi, you're welcome to our area. I am the cell leader for the full gospel. <laughs> and you have been transferred to my section. Tonight, we are coming to your house to celebrate with you. Don't worry. We'll continue next week. Your O was weak, so I'll, I'll continue next week. I think the UFS are also around, so... But... I believe that we'll continue next week, but I want to challenge all of us. Let's all go and do something for God. And I'm sure God will bless us. Please stand to your feet. Instrumentalists on stage, please. Clap for Jesus if you're clapping. Lift up your hands to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we pray. We have watched and heard. Our desire is that we'll be able to obey. Give us this ability. We don't even know how, but we believe that we can, by the testimonies we've heard, people who didn't know anything but also desired to just obey what the pastor was saying, started using their houses for cells. Cells that started small had to grow. According to Jeremiah 13, 19, Jeremiah 13, 19, your words is that you shall multiply us, and we shall not be few. Bless every house that is given out for this church in the house. Bless those who give their homes. May they see a real change of the presence of God entering into their homes. May sicknesses disappear. May jobs come to your people. May there be promotion in their homes. Those who are saying amen, may it happen to you. May there be miracles in homes. May there be tangible miracles in homes because of the homes that have been given out for church. Let many people be saved even through the churches in the homes. We thank you and we bless you. Every eye closed, every hand down. If you are here, you are not born again. Somebody invited you. 
Let me tell you something. You can die and go to hell. The only thing that will save you from not going to hell is to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Pastor, so what should I do? Simple. Stand where you are, but lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Jina bebi ajina nene peja nsa kosro. Opeso kase sofu. Oni mi mom pae na mi fa yesu se me rad mi kraji mkwa. Anghubrasi emu. Mwansani nkosro. 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 Anghubrasi emu. Men nada huu. Enyo biya ujina hebiya no beko heaven. Because one for one, my Christ, who have a cob with some gems, and the Bible saying, Yes, we're kind. Oh, Hannah, Tessa, but I'm sending a cost to them no more. Pie, the fire is to see where I don't cry. Christo, by Jew, where they are, or Jew, 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 Everybody says, Born again, Father, seal us even to the day you call us home. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. God bless you. Please take your seat. Communion. Sing it to the Lord. people who believe simple things that God has said. You shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you say you shall be saved. <laughs> Just that. You look at your brother your sister and say that Lord from today you are going to be my husband and my wife 
and the pastor blesses it. Just that, and you become husband and wife. So, little things, but you believe. Jesus said, this is bread, but when it is prayed over it, it turns into my body. And when you eat it, it does something to you. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe that this bread can heal cancer. It can heal HIV. It can heal sicknesses that doctors are mentioning and diagnosing. It can heal it. So lift it up and say the body of Jesus. Jesus. And eat it like a medicine. And he also said, this is wine. The wine is prayed over. It turns to blood. (laughs) Jesus turned water to blood. Turn water into wine. Why can't he turn wine to blood? Jesus turned his first miracle in Cana. Turn water to wine. Why can't he turn wine to blood? And he says that blood stands for many things. Blood forgives. Blood heals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blood. When the blood is on you, when Satan is coming and he sees the blood of Jesus, he cannot touch you. This week, I don't know what plan Satan has against us, but because of this blood, the Lord will preserve us. Lift it up and say the blood of Jesus. Jesus. And drink it by faith. Receive your blessing. Father, cause us all to be overcomers this week. And may we hear only good news. Amen. In Jesus' name. And everybody say, Amen. I believe you've been blessed for listening to this powerful message. For prayers and counseling, contact the following numbers. 0273-240-449-0540-774941. Stay blessed. Live like you.